Hello, listeners, followers, and fellow pervies. I am your co-host, Annie, and you are listening to the Oh Those Toes podcast. Now, this week's episode is going to be a little bit different. I've lost my voice, and I've got a lot of other stuff going on, so I won't be hosting it. However, the magnificent Top Toes in Hose has some great stuff planned for you. And I've asked the lovely Miss Bliss to cover for me. So stay tuned for this week's sexy foot talk. And I'll catch up with you next week. So without further ado, Top Toes and Hoes and the lovely Miss Bliss. And yes, as Annie says, uh, with you as always, I am Top Toes. And I'm Bliss. Who is, uh, for once, we don't have to say in the virtual studio, uh, different style recording. Uh, we are actually in the same room, literally right next to each other. Yay! Which has um, been a pretty uh, fair regularity this year. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, uh, a little bit more lo- not lockdown, quarantining, and uh, just staying in. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, the world has gotten a little more uncomfortable again in this part of the country, but uh, what are you going to do? But um, that's, well, obviously we get to see each other a lot more, which is always nice. That's always a pleasure. (laughs) Uh, But we've also watched a lot of um, classic television and movies, Mm -hmm. which uh, always uh, sitting there looking at it going, oh, (laughs) Well, would you look at that? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> how times have changed. <laughs> how times have changed indeed. But, oh, God, 40s and 50s television is, uh, it, it's it's interesting. And it, depending, it can be a, a little bit of a fetish paradise. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of, uh, well, a lot of nylons. Uh, yeah. That, that was, you, uh, wouldn't... you know, you wouldn't be caught dead going out of the house without being fully dressed and nylons and probably little peep toe pumps or something like that some cute little shoes to go totally uh noting it was um trixie from the honeymooners trixie that's trixie oh yeah norton's wife yes yeah yeah she was wearing the little the little peep toe pumps yeah yeah a lot of and and also even going towards like um you know Three's Company, the big thing was that uh, Joyce DeWitt, who played Janet, had a contract with a hosiery manufacturer because she was very modest and she would always wear a hose no matter what. No matter what her her costume was, she made sure that she was being modest and completely covered up in in hose. Yeah, it's always crazy. So here she is. She's supposed to be in her like little tiny summer pajamas, Mm -hmm. like barely covering her ass cheeks, sleeveless, (laughs) and full pantyhose underneath them. Full pantyhose, yep. Always, always funny. Um, And kind of, I'm I'm noticing the same thing uh, as we're watching Carol Burnett. Uh, yeah, she, she wears hose a, a lot, even if she's but doing a bedroom scene. I feel that that has a little more to do with a sort of vaudeville mm-hmm. stage thing. Yes, like the- she's gonna have the pantyhose on because it might be necessary for one outfit, and I think it also helps the out, the the quick changes. Yes, they exactly. still functioned that way with the the quick changes between scenes because it was mm-hmm. filmed live. Yes, and whether the pantyhose helped her with the changes. Or just, if you need them for one scene, you're going to have them on for all the scenes. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, is that that's much more the, uh, as you said, the the vaudevillian trend, where they filmed everything live, real time, and, you know, it was just a matter of convenience for her costume changes. Mm. Makes me wish we lived in the vaudeville scene. (laughs) Uh, And uh, so, yeah, uh, your 50s TV. And then you've got... Oh, God, it was a terrible show. Or, no, it was a terrible concept for a show. It was kind of good, very, very dated. Bachelor Father? Yes. He's yeah. not anyone's father, actually. It's terrible. It's a that, terrible lie yeah, entitling. That's the whole, the whole concept is that, you know, his niece is uh, orphaned, loses her mother and apparently her father, and then uh, just shows up the, the and bachelor uncle. starts to raise her. And very, very 
fifties bachelor, you know, with the full oh tuxedo God. and the and glamorous woman over every night for dinner. Let, and let's the not forget clothes. the terribly stereotypical Asian manservant. <laughs> yes, oh, the houseboy. The houseboy. Literally, house he's boy. called the houseboy. Mm-hmm. It's hysterical <laughs> and, and terribly dated. And uh, yeah. you know, these are all shows that nowadays come with a disclaimer at the beginning. This is they were filmed at <laughs> a different time, but then you get you cut to the scene of like the the con- he doesn't have girlfriends he has conquests of pretty much yes. the night or episode at most mm-hmm. there there isn't a single female character aside from the the niece who is in multiple episodes mm-hmm. but when you see them like talking on the phone with him in their apartment oh yes and they, they have these beautifully opulent apartments too mm-hmm. and apparently they're always wearing a gown always and fully dressed fully dressed but shoes. stretched out on their on their chaise or their couch shoes off mm-hmm. it's like nylon feet propped up <laughs> everywhere all the time yep. it's you know yep. it's it's a dream but uh, <laughs> oh the 50s were fun yeah I mean, it's funny because um I, I stumbled across all of these new shows like 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 the Bachelor Father I'd never even heard of, but certain um, uh, channels for New Year's and for the Christmas break were running like little marathons, and they would be running their regular shows, but all of the shows had a theme like they were doing their Christmas special or their Christmas show or their New Year's or their uh, yeah, pilots or something like the that. pilots. The, the run of non-stop pilot mm-hmm. episodes that mm-hmm. started in... God, I think that, that network was running in like 1948 to 1978 or something. Uh, I think it was 57. I don't think they went way back to they the didn't go 40s. That far? I don't think they went back Oh, no, that wait. Far. There was no television in the 40s. Exactly. <laughs> I know you keep saying the 40s television. You're talking... You're thinking movies, but well, yeah. Yeah, for, 40s we're, movies, we're talking, 50s television. You know, even it, The Honeymooners was like early 50s. 52, so, I think, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's the early, early. So we're talking, you know, more late 50s, 60s. Sixties, sixties got fun. Yeah, that 70s. that girl, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Who, who is the actress on that? Mar- Marlon, uh, no, uh, Marlo Thomas. Marlo Danny Thomas, Danny Thomas's daughter. daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now she's uh, running the telethons, and she's yes. Danny Thomas's. No, she's older than Danny Thomas was back then. But uh, yeah, now, yeah. but God, <laughs> the, the, little petite brunette, yes. tiny feet, yep. cutie, and as she got into that 60s look with the opaque tights and the mm-hmm. go-go boots. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. And it's funny because, you know, in, in the, the concept of the show, show, she's a struggling actress, but she always has the, these amazing wardrobes that just, like, everything matches the, the little purse and the little shrug and the boots and the A-line shirt, uh, uh, skirt and, and dresses. That's just, television, though. That's yeah. always been television. But like, I think that's what's you know, great about it. The struggling whatever, mm-hmm. and then you look at their apartment and you're like, I couldn't yeah. afford that. Yeah, in Manhattan. In yeah, Manhattan. They, they've got, you know, yeah. And, you know, Mary Tyler Moore, same thing. You know, she just, she had one of those bodies that she just, like, she had the Jacqueline Kennedy wardrobe that she could just wear so well. You know, yeah. so it's um, it's been kind of fun looking back uh, through the ages. Of, you There's know, a just... reason they called that the golden age of television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. was. It's beautiful. It was great. But uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's been our life. Uh, yeah, vegging <laughs> on the couch. But then again, Watching since you've been on the air, um, mm-hmm. we did last summer get out. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the, during that that little window where you know if you got your you're shot, and you, and you could prove it. You carried around your vaccination card, and you could get into certain places before they went, oh, crap, there's another variant. <laughs> you uh, get yeah. back inside people. Um, I, I yeah. wonder what people, like, yeah, obviously, we right now, the people who are listening to this the day it drops or, you know, a month or two after, mm-hmm. six months after are going to, you know, when we've been on the air for five years, people are going <laughs> to listen back and go, What? <laughs> I'm feeling like COVID's not going to be appropriately handled in the history books. It's going to oh, be no. blushed over. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be the Black Plague. Yeah. Or yeah. the Great Spanish Influenza Pandemic of 1919. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an asterisk. Mm-hmm. And the, that's... The, the inconvenient yeah, pandemic. The great inconvenience where, we, mm-hmm. where our biggest concern was uh, what gets delivered. Yes. 
Yeah. How much do I tip my my driver? Do do I tip them as if they were a server, or do I tip them the the, the amount the distance that they're driving? Yeah, it's just everything's a big inconvenience. But the reality is, we've been staying within uh, fifteen miles of our house mm-hmm. for almost two years now. Yeah. And. You know, yeah, we made that one trip out that summer, mm-hmm. and then we uh, managed the vacation. Yes, yeah, you know, we did. We, we did manage Very to carefully. go to yeah. the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, yeah, you you don't travel, and I think yeah. I think we we are missing out, and our our relationship has been eighty seven, eighty eight percent during the COVID era. Yeah. We got together January 1st, and then March 15th, or 13th? 13th. 13th March 13th, as far as lockdown. I'm concerned, was yeah the beginning mm-hmm. of lockdown. Yeah. So, what's <laughs> been... It's funny. We could talk about what we haven't had a chance to do. <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> you coming into the fetish world... Well, I wouldn't say you came into the fetish world through me, but definitely you... Um, you are the first partner in a long time that I've found who has been not, well, not only in the scene, but just willing to explore it with me. I found someone early on uh, who was, you know, we, we both kind of knew that it was out there. We both wanted to explore. And then I lost him and I just never found someone who was willing to explore that with me again so until then, you fast forward to you know <laughs> two years ago with us mm-hmm. and within two months we should have been out at a mm-hmm. kink club or a dungeon mm-hmm. or a, a party now we did do the virtual parties which mm-hmm. were fun mm-hmm. and i think there's been talk again and especially as we're uh, going into what's after Omicron? Uh, uh, Lambda? No, no, no Lambda no, no. happened already. There's, there's the the variant has been in France uh, since January sixth. It's it's initials. It's <laughs> it reminded me of IUD. It's not IUD. There's an H in there somewhere. Um, but there, yes, there is another variant that has uh, been found in France that uh, is fa- very fast headed to us. Uh, yeah. We, for lack of a better term, we'll call it COVID twa until we know it was. <laughs> but um, yeah, so with with what we're definitely thinking, unfortunately, is a projected upswing. Mm-hmm. Maybe another uh, virtual party is a good thing. Yeah, I, um, I, I know some of my fans have asked about it if we're going to be doing it again, and I, I think it's a good thing. And, I, I definitely do, and I think we um, we got out of our shells in the third party, even though it was smaller. <laughs> Um, I think that's why, because it was so Yeah, that's we, true, you know, that's true. Definitely, uh, people came out of their shells. and Yeah. Well, <laughs> so backing up what I was saying, as I uh, tangent off into <laughs> <Yeah>. infinity, <laughs> it would have been March of a- March or April of 2020 20. Mm-hmm. that we w- should have been out at mm-hmm. a fetish club, a dungeon. Yeah. Uh, Anything. Any... Uh, a munch, something like that, mm-hmm. and you know, I came into okay. So Bliss is going to cover, and what are we going to talk about? And you know, what's the yeah? Let's talk about your experience. Oh, oh wait, yeah. it's been <laughs> stunted it. because well, yeah. I mean, we can do what we can do in the bedroom, and right. uh, <laughs> we have fun. Yeah, <laughs> but we, you know. It's just exploring that, pushing it a little bit outside of the bedroom yeah, and is, has be, become stunted. Yeah, impossible. and finding other things, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you, you've asked me, okay, well, let's try something else. And how do you say, how do you suggest what to mm-hmm. try right. if you don't have a shared experience of seeing it, I guess. Right, yeah. And we did try... Also going to a few of the um, the stores. Yeah, but unfortunately, some of these stores are like the Kink Caldors. Yes. They're getting so, so incredibly mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know, they aren't... I the, think the, the costume section was the largest section in yeah, the or stores. Yeah, or the, or the see-through heels. Y- yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You don't have the dirty backroom bookstore mm-hmm. finger quotes bookstore right. <laughs> like you used to in the in the 80s and 90s and well probably in the 70s probably goes back to the 50s yeah uh, actually i know it goes back to the 50s um the little history of the elmer batters era 
Um, you, I'm getting eyebr- I'm getting big eyebrows from Bliss. <laughs> Sorry, so yeah. Elmer Batters, we he's been brought up, but really we haven't talked about him. So let's let's talk Elmer Batters. Okay. In the uh, early fifties, Elmer Batters, uh, another photographer by the name of Irving Kroll, and a, a now infamous yes, Elmer Batters was a photographer okay. and a now infamous model by the name of Betty Page, oh. existed mm-hmm. in a time when pornography was still technically illegal. Mm-hmm. And they skated the edge of it. Betty, the most famous Betty Page pictures, she is not showing any inappropriate skin. Mm-hmm. But she's holding a whip and wearing four-inch heels, and that was enough. Hmm. And the, the strange thing is the law applied to the male. Really? And there was another part that applied to sale. So you could take dirty pictures. Boudoir photography was taken off. Mm. It was the, it's kind of like, I hate to compare it to child porn, but that's the way the law is. It's the distribution of it that's illegal. Oh, okay. So, and when you, the the crackdowns always happened in the mailing portion of it because it automatically became a federal crime. Mm -hmm. So there were these back room magazines in newsstands and uh, news news stores right uh book bookstores book i guess you could call mm-hmm. them um and this trade in illicit it, it was wink wink nudge nudge secret knock back room you couldn't mention kind of stuff mm-hmm. and the elmer batters and irving crawls of the world photograph photographing the betty pages of the world existed behind this this back door um there's a great movie that came out probably about 20 years ago now called eight millimeter Mm. that was about it was set in the 20 barely 21st century but it was the same kind of thing only it was about this infamous reputed to exist and no one even knew through most of the movie snuff film right Mm -hmm. um so we all know what snuff is, right? Uh, I would think. <laughs> Do you want to tell the audience what snuff is no. in case? All right. <laughs> That's a no. You can uh, Google that one yourself if you're unsure. <laughs> I think most people, most of our listeners I should know what so. a snuff film okay. is. All right. <laughs> um, but Elmer Batters, uh, he, he rode against the current to bring, bring a definition of foot fetish photography that I was talking to some people, we don't even realize in the fetish content producer social media world, a few of my friends realize that we owe everything to Elmer Batters and we emulate his photographic style whether we realize it or not. So he was a foot photographer. He was a foot and leg and hosiery photographer. Okay. He did some barefoot stuff. Definitely, he loved the the nylons of the time, the mm-hmm. stockings. Mm-hmm. Um, he loved the foot and he loved the leg. He loved them together. Mm-hmm. And he had very specific poses that he knew made things work in the way. Um, if you've ever seen anyone spread their toes with the ball of their foot facing forward and the nylon webbed across it... Mm-hmm. He invented that. I think and I've we can done that without oh, I, realizing. Yeah. As your photographer, <laughs> I've pushed you yeah. to do that. Certainly. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but we owe that to the, the Elmer Batters and the Urban Crawls of the world. Um, it's, um, you know, as you're talking, it's fascinating um, about the back room and the progression and again, it's, this is also tying into what we've been watching on television through, through the decades is the, the progression of what becomes more and more acceptable, um, you know, as far as porn, as far as fetishes, it's, you know, things are coming out more from the back room into accepted the community exception. Yeah. To some degree, and yeah, you can definitely, we've talked about it, you can do a scene in a TV show in a movie, especially if you make a joke of it, Mm -hmm. where a woman puts her foot in a guy's lap, Mm -hmm. or a woman, or a guy 
kisses a woman's foot or tickles it on, on as part of a show. It's especially acceptable and gets past, well, I don't even know if we have censors anymore, but mm. gets past the, com- if you make a joke of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depict an actual character as a foot fetishist and they have to be an article of ridicule. Yes. Yes. There's um, another uh, show that I binged recently. Uh, I guess I could say the name, right? You can say anything you want. That's true. Good point. So Mike and Molly. Oh, yes. Yes. Let us. Yeah. Can we go there? We we can go there, but I feel like that's going to need a little bit of extra time. Okay. So let's take a break. Uh, maybe binge three episodes of Mike and Molly, and for you, we'll be back in 30 seconds or less. Sounds good. And we're back. (laughs) And uh, so, Mike and Molly. Mike and Molly. This is definitely a, this is a a feed on TV episode, you know? We didn't know what we were going to do, but. Uh, That's true, yeah. We're kind of. We're kind of getting, going that way. Um, So, yeah, I I binged pretty much all of the the seasons. um, And then, like, called me up and said, I've got all of Mike and Molly saved, and have you ever seen it? And you have to. And I'm like, I've seen it. Um, I didn't really think it was your style, but yeah, I've seen it. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what really attracted me to watching it in the first place, but it was kind of cute. I I like her. I mean, Um, the the concept of it is just sort of a romantic comedy about two fat people. mm, I I, I hate to say that, but that's that's, that's the the tying thread. Mm -hmm. And then she's a school teacher and he's a Chicago cop. Um, But (laughs) funny writing... And they throw in some, well, they throw in Swoosie Kurtz, which just oh, yeah. makes things amazing. As the, as the mother, and, and the, there's a sister. And the mother and the sister, the sister's constantly high, the mother's constantly drunk. So that's and, the running joke. And Molly is the straight man for everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Molly is played by um, Melissa, Melissa McCarthy, McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, who a lot of us now know very well from Saturday Night Live <laughs> and her depiction of uh, Spicer during the Trump administration. Um uh, just absolutely comedy gold, and she she's truly funny. She really she's is great. I I never really had an appreciation because I was never into like, what is it like the the Bachelorette the movie The Bachelorette or something like that. Yeah, you know what I never I'm, I never watched a single one of her yeah, movies. I'm not a fan of like the fart joke movies. I had and things seen like an that. episode of Mike and Molly before she started playing Spicer on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once that, then I kind of went back and I watched a little more of like Molly and yeah, she's, she's great. She's, she's got great timing. She's, she can be very, very funny. Yes. Her, yeah, just, she's just her timing. Timing. That's absolutely yeah. it. And that's something um, that's lost in a lot of comedians. And, yeah. But she's, but Bliss, why are we talking about her on this show? <laughs> so, uh, as you said, the, uh, the Mike character, and I apologize, I don't remember who it's played by, um... He is a Chicago cop, and he has his partner. Um, and you know, obviously, they've got the the, the, the yeah. They, they play the partner a, vibe. They, the partner vibe, but they also play a very um, a sort of odd couple with them. So yeah. he is the 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 overweight, lazy Irish cop, mm-hmm. and the partner <laughs> is this short, scrawny black kid. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not kid, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like painted as opposite as possible. Yes, and, and the always... partner wants to be a good cop, and Mike really just wants to, honestly, just wants to eat donuts yeah. for a living. Yep, basically. Um, so it's very subtle, but it's it becomes obvious that the partner has a foot fetish, and it's funny because I'll give you an example in the the pilot episode. Uh, Mike wants to take Molly for their first date to the aquarium. And it becomes like the part of his backstory. He says, you know, I go, it's very relaxing. I love being there. I'd love to share this, this woman, you know, this, this, this passion that I have for it. And like that goes away. So the fact that the foot fetish kind of spans through all of the seasons. And it's not played as a running gag no, either. It's, it's just it's, a recurring point. It's maybe point. in between three and five episodes. 
that it, it actually comes to but light. And they, it, they bring it back at points when it's good writing. Yes. They don't They don't play it to play it. But there's a, there's a scene where I think Mike is trying to shop for a gift for Molly, either for a, a first Christmas or an anniversary or some something. And the partner suggests, well, why don't you buy her shoes? Mm-hmm. And he's like, what, what? Yeah. You know, and of course, then he realizes, okay, and yeah. He's like, well, he's like, well I don't um, even know what size. And the partner just rattles off like six, six and, and a half D. Yep. <laughs> like... <laughs> And he always mentions, you know, her cute little pedicured toes and, and her, her her little feet. I think the best part of it is, though, they don't make the partner creepy about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mike will occasionally go, do you pay that much attention to my girlfriend's feet? Mm. But they don't it's, make him gross about creepy. it. They don't make it a creepy aspect yeah. of, his, of his character. And, yeah. And then so there's a, there's one of the the later episodes um the the partner is actually dating Molly's sister. And Oh god, who comes, is so almost Jersey Shore. Oh, she totally is. She's yeah. like she's orange tan and and the the big poofy black hair and the nails. Yeah, she's like Snooky with four extra inches. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where those four extra inches are, but I am talking height. <laughs> height. Snooky is notoriously short. She's like Four eleven. Okay, all right. So you, you know me I and short girls. Two on her. <laughs> um, so it's you know it just comes in passing about you know I don't even remember what the conversation was and the the girlfriend just comes out and says, well why don't you just you know put on your high heels and nothing else and pop some balloons for him, and it's like that was just that one line but again it came back to this is this guy's fetish he likes to watch his girlfriend. Naked in heels, popping the balloons with the heels. Uh, then that, there we go. Whatever. There's, there's another. <laughs> yeah, we. I think it was two weeks ago. We actually uh, talked balloon fetish, and uh, mm-hmm. that's one that, as far as most people are concerned, never makes uh, mm. mainstream. Mainstream at all. It's yeah. kind of, it's a very unknown. And boom, mm-hmm. this show is hitting it. So I would love to know which of the writers mm-hmm. is contributing the fetishy part to it. Yeah. But kudos, they're doing it well. Mm-hmm. They're doing it in a way that isn't mocking anyone or making the fetish the butt of a joke. Yes, it's a comedy. It's, yeah, it, it's a joke, but it's, it's a joke, not... but it's it's treated very, very well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate it. Mm. So kudos to the producers and writers of Mike and Molly mm-hmm. and uh, Melissa McCarthy, <laughs> who I, being that she's been an SNL alum, I'm thinking that she might be one of the writers. Mm, um, possibly, yeah. I, I, honestly, I never really paid attention. Yeah, you know, we got to watch. I, we we got to do our research. Watch the credits <laughs> of something that we're going to talk about on we the air. No idea I what guess. we're going to be talking about, though. So. True enough. True enough. Um, got to have Google at the uh, at the at the hand. Yeah, um, but you said something about uh, you know it. I forget what. Well, we talked earlier about snuff film. I hate to bring it as a um, as a, a transition off that, but you you mentioned something in the in the negative, you, the press in general negative mm-hmm. about foot fetishism, mm-hmm. and um, between that and our mention of the the dread snuff film, um, <laughs> something did pop up in the news recently that um, is truly terrible. Um, so this is. Mm. Sorry, my phone's... Uh, no, no, just yeah. let it... This is from one of my... I've mentioned this news source before, Vice News. They are an independent journalism outfit out of, uh, I believe, Toronto. Definitely Canada. Mm. I think they're Toronto. They're very independent. Um, they had a show on HBO for a little while, but more importantly, they have their, their website. Um, and they do news, and they, they dig. And they don't take a side, and they're not politically oriented. Um... So Vice brings us this terrible article. Man jailed for only eight months for strangling woman over foot fetish. So feet in the news, negative connotation as we always hate to have. But this one's a, a good cautionary tale for, mm-hmm. for a lot of our people who are uh, you know, fetish content producers and maybe get into the sessioning and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead with the, the underline. The, 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 sub, the subtitle being, um, quote, 
for the amount of trauma and disrespect the woman received, eight months doesn't justify it at all. The law is broken, end quote. Yeah, so this is it's... out of... Actually, no, I don't know that it's... Oh, Singapore. Mm. This is out of Singapore. So maybe the American... I can mm. hope and pray the American and... Uh, well, no, our, mm. we have listeners all over the English-speaking world. We have listeners in Singapore. I know this for a fact. So let me not even qualify that, you know, hopefully the laws are better in some places. Because for some of our listeners, these are your laws. And this is terrible. But um, this this guy... I don't even want to put his name on the mm-hmm. air. I don't care. He... Um, Literally searched Instagram, and we all know that Instagram is home base for a lot of us, for Annie and I, for for Bliss, for for our fetish content production. Instagram's where we start. And this guy is hunting Instagram for a girl who sessions in Singapore. And he makes this date. This They call it a foot fetish date. We would call it a session. Um, and, you know, all is great. I don't... I think they negotiate their uh, their terms. Everything looks good. And he decides the, to fulfill his particular fantasy for... Um, and there's a lot of fantasy con- content about licking, worshipping the, the feet of an unconscious person. You know, we hear all the time or receive in depictions in, in fantasy about, you know, licking the sleeping person's feet. It's in foot porn all the freaking time. But he decides that he needs this as his um, actual, as the, the quote, to satisfy his foot fetishism, or his foot fetish, he chokes this woman to unconsciousness. Um, in most of the Western world, that can be called attempted murder. Mm-hmm. At the very least, it's felony assault, for sure. Um yeah, and and the only reason he stopped was that she regained consciousness, apparently, uh, and then you know she just she grabbed her stuff and she booked it out of there. And this and is he just got eight months. Eight months, and I mean I don't even care. Well, actually, I care what the sentence is because this is just this is a hideous crime, mm-hmm. and you know as a human being, uh, as a person with some respect for law and order. As a person who, you know, comes on here once a week to be part of this community and, and a voice box for this community. Yeah, I gotta say, eight months is ridiculous. And this guy is... And you basically only pleaded to one count of causing hurt. Causing hurt. I don't... And that was jailed for eight months. Yeah, so that sounds like... Um... Maximum sentence, three years and a fine up to 5,000... Singaporean dollars. Five thousand. Eh. <laughs> Forgive me, I don't know. What yeah, the, I don't know what the Singapore. It's it, it's listed as S dollars. So but, Singapore dollars is what we'll call it for now. Yeah, but um, you know, just the the fact that you know, and and we read that 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 byline is that you know this poor woman uh, was unknowingly <clears throat> filmed. Uh, she had no idea that she was going to be filmed for this. It was like in a stairwell. Um, and, you know, it's obviously traumatizing to anyone to be victimized like that. And for only eight months is just a yeah. s- slap in the face at the, at the very least. And uh, yeah, really so upsetting. Is, absolutely. I'm, <clears throat> I'm just, for the sake of our community and for the sake of a lot of things, just, just this, is, this is a travesty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so unfortunately, I got to say, ladies, uh, and I would think she vetted this guy pretty well. Just, I don't know what to suggest. Yeah. I wish I did. Yeah. Um, there's, 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 you know no what? Solution. The, the the solution is, <clears throat> and I know I know a lot of women who do this. If you are meeting a guy for the first time, you do so it in well. a public place, mm-hmm. you or you do it with a friend in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ladies, if you are a friend of somebody who sessions. Be be their be their session wing person. Yeah, absolutely. Do what uh, we've been told for years to do. Um, you know, even just going out on a first date. Make sure someone knows where you are. Make sure you're checking in. Um, you know, just take every precaution that you can to protect yourself and to be safe. But guys in this community, 
for the love of fucking God, do not be Cheong Jia Jin. And apologies to, to our Asian listeners that I'm just not good at reading this guy's name. Mm-hmm. Don't be this guy. Do not. If your fetish is licking the feet of an unconscious girl... Get consent. Well, yeah. Get consent. Set up a situation where you're going to do something where she's going to pretend to be asleep. Mm-hmm. You're going to do something once she falls asleep because you bought her a marvelous dinner and... Uh, had a good time, and she knows that you're going to lick her toes after she falls asleep. Do not cause the unconsciousness of another person. Do not commit a crime to satisfy your fetish. There's always another freaking way. You don't need to be this asshole. Yeah. And sometimes I wonder if these things get reported as having to do with foot fetish because it's a convenient way to make a good headline. Mm. Does this have anything to do with this guy's foot fetish, or is he just a freaking... Got off on the assault. I don't know. We only know what was discussed. What got? We know what the evidence was. And the the what the article is saying is that you know yes they're putting in quotes satisfy his foot fetish and smell her feet. However, um, none of that was part of what he filmed. He filmed that what was filmed was him. He put his arm around her neck. He choked her until she went unconscious, and then he lifted up her shirt and was going to start molesting her, um, before, and that's when she regained consciousness. And that's where I start, and I, I do, I said right off the hop, I appreciate the investigative journalism of Vice magazine. I think they are great. Uh, I will put that on the record. But this feels like the foot fetish angle is being played for reasons that almost have nothing to do with the crime that was committed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a great way to make it a sensational headline. And I do hate that we become a sensational headline. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause the crime has nothing to do with their feet. The crime right. is a dude who wanted to choke and molest another human being. And it may have been that that's how he lured her. Yeah. You know, is is she was in the foot fetish community and he wanted to do a session with her. And um but that certainly ninety two and a half percent of our listeners here are in the foot fetish community. The other uh, seven and a half percent stumbled on here by accident due to a typo. <laughs> um, <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for the for the late no, I'm not even gonna say ladies because mm. lately I've yeah, been in contact with a lot of that, yeah. uh, a lot of guys on the the worship receiving end of the foot fetish community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, absolutely, we're we'll keep this uh, gender for the 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 sessioning individuals. It's just it's a cautionary tale that I wish I had an answer for you. I wish I had a great suggestion. It's just a, oh my God, you got to just keep your, as, as is known to be said, keep your head on a swivel. Mm-hmm. You, you got to be a hundred percent aware of what's going on everywhere around you at all times. Or my best suggestion, have a friend in tow, have a friend in tow, uh, secretly in the crowd, mm-hmm. other side of the bar, Mm-hmm. Next hotel room over. Now, that in this no. particular case, that wouldn't even have been helpful. No, it was. A, it was. But a no, I. You know what? Uh, I. I don't. I'm not a guy who's sessions, but I am a guy who's met people uh, based on an internet connection, and yeah, I have no problem with them bringing a friend. In fact, I would suggest it mm-hmm. at the very least. I've always suggested, sometimes more so than the other person. Let's meet somewhere public. I'm mm-hmm. not going to meet you at a hotel room. Yeah. I'm going to meet you in a crowded bar. I'm going to meet you in a, in a crowded restaurant. Common, uh, common sense, yeah. Common sense. Mm-hmm. And that's me. I'm always, I'm always more safety-minded for the other person mm-hmm. even than I am for myself. But if you're going to set up a meet and, and suss a person out for whether or not you want a session with them, you know what? Lose an hour of your day and meet them once before somewhere public at least face-to-face contact with somebody gives you a better idea usually it, and and trust your gut yeah. you meet somebody and they look funky to you and yeah. something's wrong 
Every it's time, not worth it. Every it's time it's certainly like not worth the cash yeah. if this is a, a professional. Mm-hmm. And if it's a romantic, nobody's going to be upset that you meet for coffee the first time in a nice public cafe mm-hmm. right on Fifth Avenue. And uh, for the month of January, a group of models on Instagram has been uh, promoting stalking awareness and basically trying to uh, make victims aware that there are resources and part of what I had posted as part of my awareness was that you know you and I will go out in public well <laughs> sometimes sometimes uh, you know we we did the, the public shot. and 20 feet away from everybody yeah, else but um, yeah but we do know. love to uh to shoot in public I like to call it a uh, guerrilla photography in mm-hmm. the uh, terms of uh Hunter S. Thompson but yeah, we love to shoot in the open air in public. Um, yeah, and, and one of the things that you know are put as part of the awareness is that we always still have to keep our our heads up, keep looking around, see who's watching us. Um, you know, we have had people come up to us and you know, if, if friendly enough. You know, obviously not foot fetishes, just wondering what we're doing out. You know, taking pictures and stuff like that. But we have to be aware that there are going to be people out there who we need to we need to be aware of and yeah. keep our eye out for. And the the thing that we and I, this is going to sound a bit sexist, but I'm a six foot tall cis male. <laughs> <laughs> when the two of us are out together, I'm not I'm not a bodybuilder. I'm not <laughs> huge and imposing, but for the most part. I'm also not a five-foot-one woman. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of safety in my existence. Yeah. And in fact, maybe there, hey, ladies, you want a session? You meet the guy in the presence of your six-foot-five, 280-pound <laughs> friend. Yeah. Even if he's gay, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they won't know. <laughs> but we're going to take another quick break. And uh, when we come back, we don't know. So yeah. This is going to be awesome. All right. All right. <laughs> And we're back. Yes, we are. <laughs> so um, I think during the break you figured out something, uh, or you mentioned something that you wanted to, to circle back to. I just kind of wanted to bring that last conversation back to, you know, the fact that that guy only got eight months. And, uh, you know, we've all heard a lot of, um, you know, in the past maybe two years, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't even want to acknowledge the name so I push it out of my head every time I hear it the college kid uh, who raped a woman unconscious behind a dumpster uh, was given a very light slap on the wrist Mm -hmm. uh, because you know he was into sports Um, Mm. I heard another very very recent one Uh, this this girl was at a party you wound up uh, being raped. Uh, the, it was a bench trial, which means that it's uh, there's no jury. It's only in front of a judge. Uh, the judge, uh, you know, said that yes, he was guilty of this. When it came around to sentencing time, the judge said, "I changed my mind. I'm going to throw everything out." Um, and I'm bringing that up because, without actually coming out and saying it. Uh, the judge was taking into consideration that, uh, you know, the girl willingly went to this party. Uh, she drank. She was, a, along with a lot of other co-eds... I'm just going to jump right over you and say, victim blaming is back. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and yet, this is this is our entire relationship, folks, tied up in one little tasty bow. I'm trying to fill in the... The uh, the context and uh, yes, top toes I, just, just jumped right in. I'm looking the point. Yes, um, um, they basically blamed the victim because she was one of you know many uh, girls and boys who were swimming in the pool in their underwear. She drank to excess to where she passed out. Uh, this guy took her into a bedroom, put a pillow over her head, uh, and proceeded to penetrate her. Um, and she woke up because she was suffocating because she could not breathe. Um, and, uh, yes, without 
saying in so many words they were blaming the victim and more and more we are coming back to this the judge's mindset of we're starting to blame the victim for putting herself into this type of situation it brings us back unfortunately to a point where we just have to warn our friends and we'll say for the most part our female friends in the, mm -hmm. in the scene that not only you gotta watch your back and have somebody watch your back and watch your back and front and have six eyes mm -hmm. uh, at all times but not only that that if we ever get to a point that something needs to be litigated it's the trend again sadly mm -hmm. that the behavior of the victim is playing a huge huge part in this and as I said the um I'm not sure if the Vice News article played the foot fetish angle to make a better headline, mm -hmm. but damn sure the judge in Hobart, Kentucky, I'm, I'm sorry, Kentucky, I was just kind of trying to find a backwater kind of mm -hmm. sound in town. Mm -hmm. Apologies to Kentucky. Could have been anywhere. Could have been in New York City, for fuck's sake. Hey. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> um, he's, they are, and the defense attorney for sure is going to try to put everything out there to discredit, discredit the victim. And the fact that you are in this scene, the fact that you are, and will say sessioning, and they'll say prostituting, mm -hmm. this is becoming a dangerous time again. Mm -hmm. And, and they, they, they got to the point in this particular case, they can't even file a civil claim. I believe it was because it was a bench trial. I'm not quite sure about all of the facts, but it was asked of them, and they did say, no, we cannot bring a civil suit. Mm. I, like I said, not sure of all the specific details, but may uh, we may have listeners who are attorneys, but I believe that's referred to as a judgment with prejudice, uh, i.e., this judgment affects the idea Sounds of other familiar. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Uh. We may. <laughs> I'll I'll get a slew of emails from our know, attorney yes, listeners. Yeah, and, I, I apologize, uh, that's, but no, that's you know, cool. I just it's it's th those are the facts. Is that you know, it, regardless of the circumstances, they they cannot bring a, even a civil suit. So this poor girl um, was you know molested, was raped uh, while she was unconscious, and she has all this trauma now that she doesn't even have a tiny bit of closure for. Um, she's she's been completely victimized, and that's it. She has to live with that now. Mm. And O.J. Simpson's officially a free man, having yes. finished parole and everything mm -hmm. else. Uh, yep. You know, yep. that, that's uh, uh, Bill Cosby. Bill, Co Bill Cosby too. Bill Cosby. Yeah, the... uh, was uh, let out of jail thanks to uh, our forty fifth president. Oh uh, yes, uh, mm -hmm. clemency. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, it's. It's a fantastic time to be a sex offender. Mm, yeah, um, it sure is. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. This this feels like a thanks, Obama, but um, <laughs> not his fault. Yeah. Uh, you can't you can't blame Trump even. You can't blame you can't blame Biden. Although um, some yeah, people, some do joke yeah, that, that creepy Uncle Biden someone. is a sex offender himself. <laughs> We're not going to take a political side yeah. on this. The point is... Uh, the point is, be we, careful. We're, we're taking a step backwards. Mm -hmm. We're taking a step forward in some ways socially, where yeah. so many things are socially acceptable. But we're at the same time taking a step backwards, where um, if it crosses a line, you're in a lot of danger because... Yeah, the, the simple is, the victim-blaming mentality is way too prevalent right now. Yeah. Um, so you can't count on the justice system, so you got to count on being aware and safe as possible. And if you need a fetish event chaperone, DM me. If you're within 100 miles of me, I'll, I'll go be your chaperone. Um, and for the remaining 75% of the country, I'm, I'm hoping there's some other guys out there. So there is our uh, public service announcement for this podcast. <laughs> this has been Stalking Awareness Month. Uh, will still be for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a it's a good message. It's a timely message. Mm -hmm. Not that you not that Stalking Awareness only applies in January. Mm -hmm. It just happens to line up very nicely uh, mm -hmm. 
that this is something we're, we've been talking about on uh, in our social media world and now we're bringing it up in the podcast in an episode that started in classic TV. Yeah. So uh-huh. I don't want to, you know, end this on a downer. So want to talk a little bit more about classic, <laughs> classic TV, TV and, yes. and let's, films. Let's and, find a way to bring this such. back where we started uh, <laughs> so that we don't bring this up on a, on a down, end this up on a down note. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. so um Lucy, I think you had a, you had a Lucy anecdote. I did, it's just a little quick thing that I was thinking about when we were talking about Carol Burnett and, oh, Carol Burnett. and her, her quick change, but it was brought up in an I Love Lucy episode uh, where, um, if you remember, uh, Ethel and Fred were old vaudevillians. Yes, I remember an episode where Fred brought out the trunk. The trunk. Somebody got locked in Lucy it. Got, got, of course of it course was Lucy. Of course it was Lucy. <laughs> she got locked in the trunk, yeah. Uh, um, I don't... Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. There there are a couple Lucy foot episodes. I feel like she's like a, a narrow size five with a pretty hard bunion, but... I don't know that she has bunions. I don't know, but she's got beautiful legs. She, oh, legs, I mean, that, legs that, for certain. Yes. But I think she grew up in the era, era and, and grew up in the scene where she was in the high heeled style dancing yes. shoes. And I, I seem to recall a, a pretty severe bunion. And I, I know that she, I don't know if it was her favorite or if it was wardrobe or what, but she wore a lot of fuck me pumps when she dressed up and I think it's a combination of wardrobe and her and her height she was not Mm. a tall woman yeah she was was she yeah well she was as tall as Desi so she had they had to fake a lot you yeah you said fuck me pumps and I Mm -hmm. actually remember uh, quite a few episodes but that was pretty common because she did so many of her own we would call them stunts Mm. she was into physical comedy Mm -hmm. there's no stunt man for Lucy on I Love Lucy but for all the physical comedy, she did what you see a lot in film up to the 80s, where at the cut, at the change of scene, where it has to be something physical, they found a matched pair of flats to the heels she was wearing. Oh. And if you watch carefully, hmm. in some movies up to the 80s, you'll actually see it. They'll be wearing a matched pair of flats for the run down the stairs. That's the time hmm. when you can see it the most. And if you look carefully... They're running down the stairs in flats because mm-hmm. they don't want to endanger the actress because that's not a stunt person mm-hmm. job to go downstairs. Right. But they don't want to put the, the actress running down the stairs in heels so they get a pair of flats that match the shoe. Hmm. And I remember a lot of Lucy with that. And not a lot of Lucy without her shoe scenes, but I, I mm. do remember the, the, mm. the bunion because of the... Uh, mm. The era. The and shoes were and, not great in that and era. And again, um, you know, when she does have her her um shoes off and i'm specifically remembering she's wearing um you know they used to have the matching pajama sets mm-hmm. and she would have her shoes off and she was in nylons and they were reinforced toes yes and i think that you know a lot of guys who are in this community love the reinforced toes because that's what they were originally they introduced on. to their mothers yeah. wore it their mother's friends their aunts and they were a lot of guys tell us about their their fetish beginning with the mother yep. I mean, not so much the aunt especially mm-hmm. you said the aunt is the first person outside your direct family that you can fantasize about mm-hmm. it's sort of okay yeah um and then of course whatever's on television mm-hmm. and i grew up in this growing up in the 70s that whole we talked about it mm-hmm. that the the three's company, three's company carol burnett, yep. carol burnett mm-hmm. yeah the, the the pantyhose yes but the guy's a little older than me with the 50s, 60s TV, mm-hmm. you, there you got the reinforced toe and heel, the, mm-hmm. the full fashion, the, the old fashioned stocking, the silk stocking. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it imprints because these, these are your sex symbols. Yeah. Nobody thinks of Lucy as your sex symbol, but she was. She was. She, she absolutely uh, was. She totally was. And the thing was is that she didn't use it to her advantage. And that's what's so great about her. She wanted to be a comedian. And even, you know, in the episodes, I mean, I have seen every I Love Lucy episode. I don't, I could, I could cite them line for line for you. Um, but very few of them, you know, were, you know, someone suggests to her to, 
to vamp it up, to be sexy. And even when she did that, she just did it so over the top that, you know. But I'm remembering an episode where she was, she joined the tiny, I don't think it was Isle of Lucy, I think it was in the second Lucy series. Mm -hmm. She joins the tiny volunteer fire department. volunteer fire department, yes. And Mm -hmm. because there's Lucy getting Mm -hmm. into firefighter gear, you see Lucy popping off her heels Mm -hmm. before she steps into the... uh, well, I think in those days it was the three quarters boots and long coats. It yes, wasn't, there wasn't that's right. Pants yep. involved. Mm-hmm. And um, that that might have been one of the few where I got the the glimpse at Lucy's <laughs> feet because she pops off her shoes to jump into the fireman boots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, ridiculously oversized and chaos and suits. Yes, of course. Yeah. But <laughs> you, um, so we're coming I, back to <laughs> we, we we got to Lucy, but we lo- and got to Lucy feet. I haven't, I haven't gotten what I wanted to say, though. But, yeah, is, which is... the vaudeville trunk. Or <laughs> no. Not the vaudeville trunk itself, just vaudeville. <laughs> just vaudeville. Um, Ethel, and it's it, it's going to be so anticlimactic now that we've just talked about it so much. But it made me think of it when we were talking about Carol Burnett, you know, wearing her pantyhose probably, you know, for the ease of, you know, changing costumes, changing wardrobe, and, um, you know, just modesty's sake as well, um, is uh, Ethel is telling one of their old vaudevillian stories, and she was talking about there was a female quick change artist, and she changed on stage. And um, the artist uh, became very upset with her lighting man for a very long time because um, she was on stage, and she called for tights. And the guy with the floodlight thought that she called for lights. <laughs> but I'm bumped. That's it, folks. I'm sorry. Uh, it's, yeah, classic, classic, classic uh, mm-hmm. 50s comedy TV show uh, joke based on mishearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's the plot for so many jokes. And but then, at the same time. And we wonder, you know, if she is a quick change artist, why isn't she wearing her tights? underneath whatever she's changing into an out of. She's not, so they could make the joke about exactly. tights versus lights. Yeah. And in that era, tights were almost unheard of. Yes, yeah. Um, well, you know, it was vaudeville. There were, yeah. There were all was, sorts of unheard of. So. Yeah. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah. yeah, just and, and acknowledging uh, hosiery as part of the joke, mm-hmm. you know, yep. that that brings us back to Mike and Molly acknowledging yep. foot fetishes as yep. part of the joke without making it the joke. Yes, yeah, and um, and again bringing it, you know, how far the 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 industry has come as to you know, yeah, you can still find the the back room of places where you know people are having sex and people yeah can that's and... that's the problem they, in the 70s and going mm-hmm. backwards it was a legit news shop mm-hmm. up front with the back room with porn mm-hmm. now it's a porn store where the back room is just is fucking just, yes exactly yeah <laughs> we have one local uh if mm-hmm. uh, you know if you feel like putting on your gas mask or something yes we can go. yeah exactly i'm not quite sure <laughs> go quite that far but uh, yeah <laughs> they're still available they're still out there but they you know, are and, and you know what maybe days, they'll still be available when the world is okay actually up again or, i don't know if the world's opening up again if the world's ever okay again or if we just find a new way to deal yeah yeah the world is pretending the world has opened up again and uh, we're getting to the point where we're just gonna have to deal with herd immunity and i i think what we are thankfully dealing with is the subsequent variants are less and less and this will mm-hmm. be our new flu yeah and we'll get our covid vaccine every year and those of us who catch it will deal with having a fairly bad cold for a week yeah. and maybe that's where we're at yeah and this is this is our new normal but mm-hmm. we'll find a normal and i'll get bliss out to the fetish club <laughs> or the the dungeon or the, cross, the party <laughs> uh maybe before that happens we'll have another uh Oh, those toast podcast uh, virtual, virtual foot party. party. Yeah, I, I think we should. I, think I definitely we should, think sir. we should. Yep. Uh, Any when you listen to this, <laughs> we're doing it again. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll figure out when and where. I'd well, love to. Not where. Where is everywhere? Well, where is our very own just when bedrooms or living, living rooms, rooms or, or wherever we happen to set up our cameras? And, yeah. uh, bring your bring your phone with a with a battery pack to the nude beach. You know, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Whatever yeah, you want to do, and I, I, I'm curious to hear what your feedback is going to be about this. About how many people 
are on, are going to be on board with this, you know, even if we just, you know, with a yeah. with a virtual. Yeah. Well, hit us it. up, mm-hmm. shoot us a message. Um, you know, you can always reach out to all of us. Probably, if you tr- if you follow it enough, you can find Bliss too. But you can definitely find Annie and I, and everything you need to know about the podcast by going to ohthosetoes.teamtoptoes.com and shoot one of us a message about what you'd like to see do here when about. here on the show <laughs> mm-hmm. or how you know thoughts about an another virtual party because they they definitely were fun they were I mean, fun yeah depending on which one we did they mm-hmm. want some of them were low-key some of them were over the top mm-hmm. some of them were highly attended some of them were lowly attended and they were all they were a all different fun. kind of fun mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you and i and <laughs> and any are the three who've been to all of them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but so yes we're gonna officially put that on the uh, yeah. agenda that's on the horizon mm-hmm. um until then um you know what we thank you as always for listening absolutely and uh you know i'm fortunate that i had to be a a a guest co-host this week but um yes we'll take this appreciate it sorry any i i'm glad but yes we're definitely uh our thoughts are with you any as you're going through a little bit of a a a rough patch Mm -hmm. um but you're with us in spirit, and mm-hmm. uh, you know you made the call on who the, the co-host was yes, the, the fill in. Thank you. <laughs> and made things easy because we happen to be in the same room. <laughs> uh, we thank you as always uh, for for being here with us every week, uh, and we love being here for you every week. As we're proving now, with, even with uh, any unavailable, we're still. I'm with you, <laughs> and uh, there'll be a time when. And he's with you, not me. Who knows? Um, but we thank you as always for being a loyal listener or a first-time listener. And we hope you come back if you are. Uh, listener, subscriber, viewer, we're still always available on YouTube. Not always with a video component, but always there if that's your preferred platform. And, um, well, this has been up and down. Mm-hmm. But if for any part of this you've been masturbating <laughs> of our voices... <laughs> You're still welcome. Very welcome.